Ministry leadership is hard. It can be exhausting and confusing and overwhelming, especially in times of great change like we're living in now. That's why we need to get up on the balcony, as Ronald Heifetz puts it. We need to learn to get a view from the top, see what's happening on the dance floor. That requires leadership skill, adaptive capacity, emotional health, and deep spiritual formation. I'm Marcus Watson, and my hope is that these quick conversations with Todd Bolsinger would help you both develop a healthy outer life of ministry leadership and a healthy inner life of faithful discipleship. Everyone, I'm here with Todd Bolsinger for another quick conversation for the Long Hall of Leadership, and we're talking about a quote from Tom Zine today. Uh, this is from episode 118, Forecasting and Innovation. Um, and here's what Tom said. He said, I think a lot of us in Western culture have allowed the Enlightenment and a very individualistic way of life to become normative, particularly for middle-class white folks. One more time. I think a lot of us in Western culture have allowed the Enlightenment and a very individualistic way of life to become normative, particularly for middle-class white folks. Um, now, um, uh, pretty deep uh, and important thing to, to uh, think about and wrestle with. Uh, but also, as we start this conversation, we've got an event with Tom Zine coming up very soon. Uh, Todd, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, and then let's unpack this uh, quote. Yeah, so so for me, um, uh, the end of October, uh, on October 23rd in Livermore, California, there's going to be an event where Tom Sign and I are going to work together. And for me, this is like working with one of my heroes. Uh, Tom is a prophet. He's a he's a he's in his 80s, but for the better part of 50 years, he has been trying to get the church to think about the mm. future. And one of the things that he helps us really get in touch with is a lot of our past ways of mm. thinking about things. The, yeah. the mental models of the past keep us trapped from even yeah. seeing the future. Yeah. And in this quote, he, he hits two of them, right? The enlightenment, which is really all about our rational cognitive thought, mm -hmm. um, that our lives are built around doctrine and the most important things are what we think about faith yeah. rather than what we do with our bodies. Yeah. And individualistic individualism, which is yeah. the most important thing is my personal faith not the way in which that is lived out in a community. And so I think what Tom's pointing to is two of the biggest challenges we have when we're trying to form churches mm -hmm. to live out their faith together in a deep sense of community for the mm -hmm. sake of God's mission in the world mm -hmm. is that we have a tendency to think it's all about our brains and it's all about me as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got to overcome both of those to live more biblically. Yeah. As I, as I look at this quote, I realize he's talking about you and me. I mean, right. You and me, yeah. we happen to be yeah, right, middle right. class white folks. Right. And, yeah, um, right. and I was listening to, uh, the Micah podcast, which is a fuller related podcast yesterday. And they talk about, they were talking about how, you know, we all kind of read the Bible and theology from wherever we come from and us mm -hmm. middle class white folk kind of forget that we have a lens by which mm -hmm. we, understand the Bible and understand the world because we think it's just normative. Whatever our perspective is, that's the normal perspective and everyone else's is kind of unusual. So for those of us who are middle-class white folks, what, what, what recommendations might you give to help us break out of our <laughs> standard way of seeing the world, you know, and, yeah. and maybe see a little bit bigger or different? Yeah. 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 Well, one of the most important things we can do, especially as Christians is read the Bible in community. Mm -hmm. with people who are not like us. Mm -hmm. So just imagine, mm -hmm. if you will, in the first century, 
Peter and Paul sitting down together over a meal talking about the Old Testament, what we call the Old yeah, Testament, yeah, yeah. surrounded by a group of Gentiles who have, who have come to faith, and yeah. now they're trying to f- make sense of it, right? Yeah. They yeah. end up in a huge argument, <laughs> like they yeah. end up in an argument. And yeah. Paul has to write about the fact that Peter so wanted the approval of his Jewish Christian friends yeah. that he actually turned, he kind of compromised some of the ways the gospel is going to the Gentiles. We, you and I mm. need to be in places where we are being reminded yeah. by friends who don't look like you and I, right? Yeah, we, right. All of us have degrees. We're middle-class. We're not, we're educated. We came out of high program churches. Yeah. Like we were formed in an environment. We need people yeah. from different environments to come to the table and help us read the scriptures together. And that yeah. will begin to change some things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the challenge to some degree is finding, putting ourselves into yeah. places where we can uh, develop those relationships or meet those yeah. people. Um, yeah. And um, I don't know, I'm just trying to think practically, how, how do we do that? Uh, go to a church, maybe uh, visit a church that isn't like ours, you know? Um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on on where we might encounter oh. those kinds of people. Yeah. What I would say is that those people are around all the time, but mm. we're going to have to show up listening. Mm. So just recently, my wife and I had dinner with some of our neighbors um, mm. and, and one of my neighbors who grew up as a Christian, who today started talking about the fact, her faith, which was really had moved away from traditional Christianity mm-hmm. into much more kind of uh, a, a spirituality that was mm-hmm. more inclusive. She would talk about writing letters to the universe. Yeah. And I realized everything within me wanted to correct her theology. Like yeah. I wanted to say, yeah, but, yeah, uh, but. And I realized yeah. I literally prayed and said, God, if you want me to say something, have her ask me a question. Yeah. And if she doesn't, I will just listen and trust that a day will come when I will say something. Yeah. And she never asked. And yeah. so I just listened. And what yeah. I realized is that by listening, I was building a relationship that someday yeah. I might get to enter that conversation. Mm-hmm. But because I tend to enter that conversation, well, as an enlightenment person, individualistically, I've got, right. I want to correct your thoughts. Yeah. And I got my perspective. Yeah. Um, I would miss the communal relationship we were building that might over time help yeah. both of us grow more to see yeah. more clearly. Yeah, both of us, right? Because we need to yeah. grow through this. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Here's here's the quote one more time. Um, it's from Tom Zine. Uh, he said, I think a lot of us in Western culture have allowed the Enlightenment and a very individualistic way of life to become normative, particularly for middle-class white folk. Well, thanks for listening to this quick conversation with Todd Bolsinger. If you find the Spiritual Life and Leadership podcast valuable, would you share it with someone you know? And would you also rate and review the podcast? That helps to make the podcast more findable for others. Again, thanks for listening, and I will see you next time here on Spiritual Life and Leadership.